Welcome to the Canine PT Academy podcast. Business lessons for canine rehabilitation therapists. Introducing your host, Dr. Francisco Maya. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, no matter where you're at in this world. Thank you so much for joining us for another episode of the Canine PT Academy podcast, Business Lessons for Canine Rehabilitation Therapist. And today we're going to be talking about how it was my trip to the STAR Conference and a little bit of some takeaways of a book that I read on my flight uh, for the conference in New Jersey. But before I do so, just wanted to share uh, a couple of announcements and if you have been following us on social media or you get our emails and stuff, you're probably aware of it, but we are running our masterclass titled the step-by-step blueprint on building your canine rehabilitation business, all right? We ran already two sessions uh, uh, by the time this episode comes out. We would have run a session on Sunday and Tuesday before, and we're gonna be running additional sessions on Thursday uh, evening, uh, Eastern Coast time in the United States. Uh, Saturday and Sunday during the day, a couple different times available as well, and then also on Monday, October 9th in the evening. And we're trying to uh, uh, run this at different dates, different times, so hopefully, no matter if you are in the United States, no matter if you are in Europe or in Australia or Asia, whatever it is, we can find a time that basically works for your schedule with the different time zones, and then also with people's like work and life schedule and whatnot, but if... Uh, uh, follow the the link on the show notes to register for one of those sessions if by any chance you want access to the training and none of those sessions work for you uh, please just reach out and let us know and we'll figure something out okay but the masterclass itself I try to keep it pretty short and concise. It is about 45, 50 minutes or so in length and basically broken down into four different parts. The first one is where my goal was to challenge your thinking and your mindset when it comes to business ownership. Then the second one is uh, the customer ascension letter and how that helps build up the blueprint for your canine rehab business. The third part is going to be how you can implement those systems on your canine, uh, in your canine rehab business, no matter if the business is just you or if you have a team or if you're mobile or you have a clinic, the same principles when it comes to that is going to apply to uh, uh, all these different models. All right. And then finally, towards the end of the masterclass, I share my final takeaways that I want you to take from it, okay? So the feedback that we got so far has been wonderful and thank you for those of you who have already gone through and reached out and let me know how helpful it was. And like I said, just follow the link on the show notes if you're interested to register for one of the upcoming uh, sessions that we're having, all right? Then the other thing that we have available, which I do talk a little bit during the masterclass, is our uh, new and revamped business accelerator program that we just launched. We already had a couple people uh, signed up and ready to get going with it. And what, if you're not familiar with it, the Business Accelerator Program is actually gonna be the fifth time we're running it since the spring of 2021. And each time we keep building, we keep restructuring, we keep adding things, especially when it comes to marketing as things change. But it is a fairly intensive like business focus program with a combination of pre-recorded training videos and group calls that basically going to teach the foundational marketing strategies and tactics to help you identify who 
you want to attract to your clinic and create a specific message that it's going to uh, 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 showcase how your business is different than other businesses around you. And then beyond that, we're also going to talk about uh, different pricing strategies, how to have conversation around money, how to structure the framework on how you educate people so they can see the value that you bring to them. And then ultimately help you put the system together that is going to help create a sustainable canine rehab business. And uh, uh, I'll put the link on the show notes as well to the Business Accelerator program. You can kind of like check it out a little bit on the page. It, of course, it explains a whole lot more. It shares some of the success story from students who have gone through it, which that's, you know, I'll talk a little bit on one of my takeaways from the STAR conference, but that has been amazing to see kind of like how people have been able to, to take that and, and, and make something really, really work for them. Um, a lot of those people have been guests on our podcast before. So if you go back and you look for interviews, I did uh, uh, some of those were later in this year, in like February, March. I think other ones were a little bit earlier this summer, but that way you can kind of like see how it has helped them, both veterinarians, physical therapists, and veterinary technicians, nurses as well, uh, uh, that are running their own business and try to kind of like figure it out how to make this work, all right? So that's what the K9 uh, uh, Academy Business Accelerator is about. And uh, we're gonna start, we're gonna kick it off with the group calls because there's gonna be a series of uh, group calls where we discuss the content, very discussion-based calls on October 17th. So that's when we officially start on October 17th. But once you sign up, you're already gonna have access to a lot of the pre-recorded training videos for you to start going through it already on your own. But the one thing I, I, I do wanna mention, just so that way, in the future people don't get upset about it is the fact that after we close registration this goal around we are going to be raising our prices for the program all right the last time we raised the cost of the program was in the spring of 2022 so it's going to be already a year and a half since we did those and just like you need to be uh, 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 um every so often increasing your rates for your canine rehab services and, and, and business and stuff. It's the same thing with our business as well. Cost has gone up, we have we offer more, there's more support for you, there's a lot more going on behind the scenes. So because of that, it has got to the point where the price is gonna go up. But I know there's always people who tell me like, oh friend, right now is not a good time, I'm gonna take it when you offer again next year or this or that, because we do offer the program, the goal is always to offer every six months or so. So the next time we offer, will probably somewhere around April of last year but be aware that the cost is going to go up so if you take that the program in april of 2024 you're going to be paying more compared to going through it right now and the one thing i always allow for alumni to do is to go through the program once again because i feel that's very important especially as people are uh, evolving with their business to get a refresher to be able to go through it again and and, and if they want to so that way they can kind of like keep momentum going and keep things going so even if you feel that maybe necessarily right now is not the perfect time, which by the way, we talked about this, there's never a perfect time for anything in life. But if you feel that way, just know that you'll be able to go through it again in the spring as an alumni as well, all right? So just wanted to give a heads up. If you guys have any questions about the Masterclass or the Business Accelerator, please just feel free to reach out. But let's talk a little bit about today's podcast. So. 
we had been sharing quite a bit too on the podcast, on social media and emails and whatnot, that the STAR conference was coming up. And the STAR conference, which I didn't even know, it stands for the Symposium for Therapeutic Advancement in Animal Rehabilitation. So it is in New Jersey, here in the United States. It has been... Um, I think this was like the 14th star conference i can't remember right now set on the brochure so it's been going on for a while so those of you who have been in the field of animal rehab you might have heard about them but this was special because it was the first one back since covid you know so it was the first one since basically the fall of 2019 so it had been four years since it and uh, it was uh, a very cool experience to uh, go and attend and whatnot and that's why i wanted to share with you some of my takeaways and thoughts afterwards and i shared some of this on my personal social media as well so if you follow me or if you're facebook friends you know if you want to call it that way you might have kind of like seen me share a little bit too but i think the first thing that really stood out to me is how amazing it was to be back uh, in person for such an event you know that was kind of like one of the coolest things and, and and one of the things that really caught my attention was how the folks who organized the conference place a heavy emphasis on hands-on learning and they actually recruit I met so many dog volunteers there while I was uh, uh, sitting at my uh, table for the canine PT Academy it was so cool to, to meet those people who were bringing their dogs to be demo dogs for the students and chatted with quite a few of them about it kind of like stuff but that was one thing that really stood out that it wasn't a conference where it was just all about lecture 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 it was some lecture and then a lot of hands-on learning which i thought it was really cool because what we do as canine rehab therapists is just very hands-on right so the fact that we're able to take that information take that content and then apply right away and get some 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 hands-on training some feedback and stuff i thought that was a a, a terrific thing uh, the other thing too is that i have attended many physical therapy conferences through my career since I was a PT student like you know what now 12 years or so ago you know I always went to the PTA conferences have been going to CSM basically every year since 20, 2017 I believe 2018 um, so I have been to many physical therapy conferences in the past but this is the first conference personally that I have attended with an audience that it is 100% dedicated to the field of animal rehab and that was like really cool to be in that kind of environment. It was really cool to be able to see uh, folks who I haven't seen, uh, uh, sometimes even since COVID, basically. I hadn't seen them in person. It was very cool to see uh, uh, some of my mentees, both mentees that uh, are, are currently working with me through our incubator mastermind but also mentees that have gone through our business accelerator program and just catching up with them and seeing you know how well they're doing and whatnot it was wonderful meet folks in person who i had only met online there were so many people that i had only met online over the last few years or so and then uh, just getting to see those people in person and get to talk with them get to network get to discuss different things you know that's the kind of stuff that is just very hard to get online um, and then of course just meet new people in the field of animal rehab there's just so many new folks over there both attendees but also other exhibitors too, other business owners that uh, uh, a lot of times businesses that that I have come across of course that uh, it was just very cool to then go and, and meet and chat you know with the people behind those businesses as well and, and 
And that's probably one of the biggest things that I took away from it as I was reflecting on it afterwards, is that how wonderful it is to put yourself in a position for a few days at the very least, where you can connect with all these like-minded individuals in person. You know, because I think technology, of course, it is 2023. Technology has its place in our lives and it has allowed uh, us to do things where even just 10, 15 years ago, it wasn't really possible. Like, you know, how in our field, we're able to connect with people all over the world. You're able to listen to this podcast. You're able to be in our Facebook group or other Facebook groups. You're even able to attend some virtual conferences, some virtual summits, you know, and, and, and there's definitely a place for it because I feel like those things are so important as well. But there's nothing compared to be able to be in person surrounded with individuals that kind of like are working in our field and understand what we're going through and and be able to network and talk to those individuals uh, outside of the classroom during breakfast during happy hour during uh, dinner you know during lunch break like that was kind of like one of the coolest things just get to spend time outside of the classroom with these individuals and just be able to to meet new people you know and that's something that like it's very hard to do online right that's something that it, it does get missed sometimes with like online events and stuff so that was some that that's probably one of the things that was like the coolest to be able to be back in person um the other thing that it was absolutely amazing was how we hosted our canine pt academy meetup on when was it it was on um wednesday evening and you know i shared that on our podcast leading up to it you know if people were interested in joining us and whatnot but it was just really cool to see how well received and attended it was i think we ended up having it was almost about 15 to 20 people or so that attended and it was honestly it was a last time minute a last minute idea that i had just two three weeks ago um so it was kind of like put together a little bit in a rush but it was cool to see how well received it was because now next time is going to allow us to have more time to plan something even better to plan something a little bit more structured kind of like stuff and and but it was just kind of cool just to hear from people afterwards like how helpful it was to have that event in the evening so that way they could network they could meet they could chat with other people uh, especially other people that are business owners and going through some of the the same challenges the same struggles and stuff that we're kind of like going through um, it also allowed me to put together in the same room uh, uh, some of my mentees both current and past along with new folks who maybe have been following us maybe you are listening to this podcast but you haven't really worked with me and just being able to those people talk to each other was also really cool so that way hopefully they have an inspiration of what can be done what can be achieved because these were individuals that were going through very similar set of challenges as canine rehab therapists trying to figure out the business sides of things and now they are not just succeeding at it but they are on their way to becoming the future leaders in the field of animal rehab and that's one of the cool cool things about it was able to put together all these people uh, um, in the same room but um if i had to honestly pick one thing that made me the most grateful to take a few days off to go to the conference which we all know how challenging that can be right i was i left on tuesday got back late on friday so that was like three full days that i was gone not just from the business but from 
my family, from my wife, from my daughter, you know. So we all know that we need to make some sacrifices. But if, if I have to pick one thing was the fact that I was able to meet canine rehab therapists, both physical therapists, veterinarians, and veterinary technicians that are just feeling lost right now, um, just like I did back in 2017. And I don't mean that that was the cool thing that they're feeling lost, don't, that's not what I mean, but what I mean is the fact that I was able to meet them and I was able to share with them my story. I was able to give them like some hope that like it doesn't have to be this way right because a lot of them and i've seen this happen before and i have gone through the same scenarios like we go through our canine rehab certification we get so excited about like this idea of uh, 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 helping dogs in this way no matter if you are a pt if you're a veterinary professional we get super excited about it but then if if we don't start implementing and putting those things into motion one or two years after our certification, or even worse, if we do end up working somewhere but we don't have that support that we thought we would have it, we ended up feeling very deflated about this thing that it was our passion, that it was this thing that uh, uh, we really wanted it to make it work. And I talked to folks who were in that position folks who uh, um, have been struggling since the certification to maybe get a, like a solid job in the field that it could be their full-time job, or maybe they were able to find a position, but they just felt undervalued, just felt like they weren't being fully supported, or folks who are just kind of like, yeah, I did the certification and I keep trying to make something work with veterinary clinics around me and none of them is really interested on it. And I had thought about opening my own business, my own mobile business, but I am scared and I have no idea on how to go about it. Like being able to connect with those types of individuals was probably like the, the coolest thing because I was in that position back in 2017. I felt very lost and it would have been... It would have been so inspiring for me, to be quite honest, going back in time to be able to see that, to be able to talk with someone that it's like, it doesn't have to, telling me that it doesn't have to be this way. And, 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 and there are other ways that you can make your passion, like something that uh, 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 it can be your, your career then, that you don't have to sacrifice your finances. You don't have to sacrifice your family. You don't have to sacrifice anything. And you can find that balance between being a canine rehab therapist and having that financial and time at home balance kind of like stuff. And, and having that conversation with them and seeing the gleam of hope in their eyes uh, um, from seeing what could be possible was, to be honest, like absolutely priceless. That was what I loved the most about uh, uh, attending the conference. And it made me realize that that is where the future of animal rehabilitation really is. All right. I talked with many people uh, in the during those three days. A lot of people also who who are well ingrained into this field basically have a lot of connections kind of like stuff and from from those conversations w what i took is that first of all there's a growing need for our services and of course as we know a growing interest from physical therapists and veterinary professionals on providing a higher level of care to 
this population in animal rehab. Um, and at the same time, there is a struggle from the veterinary corporations on how to make this work for them. And that's where I feel the future of animal rehabilitation really is going to be. Is It is going to be with the small business owner like us. Like, honestly, like five to 10 years from now, like mark my words, that's where things are going to be. And not saying that there's not, not going to be any corporations. That's not what I'm saying. But the future of animal rehab, it is going to be outside of corporations and it's going to be in the hands of standalone small rehab business owners and, and entrepreneurs like ourselves. And the cool thing is me being in a position to help you all with it. And, and, and I love this. I absolutely like I love seeing dogs. And, you know, like, of course, that's what got me into this field. And I still see plenty of patients at the clinic. But being able to help folks make this dream, this passion, their reality for me is what really, really drives me. OK, and it kind of like ties up. So those are my takeaways from the Star Conference. Um, hopefully that's helpful. Um, if you were there and you have any other takeaways, please message me. I would love to kind of like know what were your takeaways from it. But then on the flight down there, coincidentally enough, I picked up a book to read called Three Feet from Gold. All right. And it is a book that came out about 10 years, 15 years. I think it was 15 years ago. But the concept itself, it's not new. All right. So you might have come across this, but it was such a terrific book. It was such a quick and easy read. Literally, my flight from Chicago to Jersey was, I think, two hours and 15 minutes, two hours and 30 minutes. And then my uh, Uber drive to the hotel from the airport was about 35, 40 minutes. I finished the book halfway during the car ride to the to the um to the hotel so it probably took me in total about two two and a half hours to read this whole book so very quick very easy but very inspirational read with a lot of helpful advice for business owners and entrepreneurs but especially those of us who are struggling to see a little bit of the light at the end of the tunnel so the story three feet from gold you might have come across it before because it's not new it comes from think and grow grow rich from napoleon hill which is a book that was published in the 1930s or something like that if i remember correctly 1936 1937 i believe so by all means it's not a new book and and he's the same author of a book i talked about before uh outwitting the devil but thinking go rich is his main book that he's kind of like known for but then what happened is 15 years ago they uh, a couple of authors turned uh, uh um the story of three feet from gold that napoleon hill shares on thinking go rich into its own book in a way to tell a story of personal development and, and succeeding following the same models of thinking grow rich but with a more modern take on it basically so if you like thinking grow rich if you like napoleon hill if you're feeling stuck uh if you're not seeing the lot of the end of the tunnel highly highly recommend a terrific book very easy and quick read it but the overall message from it is that success is a way of life that is going to continue as long as you live 
And, 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 and what it is about is about discovering your ultimate purpose and pursuing that purpose with everything that you have and everything that you do. That's kind of like, you know, the overall message from it. And in, in thinking Grow Rich, like I said, Napoleon shared this story, the three feet from gold story, which I wanted to share just so you can kind of like understand the back the, the, the backstory behind the book, but the book goes a lot more uh, uh, into different stories, kind of like stuff. But the story that Napoleon Hill shared is uh, uh, of a character named Darby who went, who did what many people tend to do, and he quit when he felt overtaken by temporary defeats, which is something that you know we're constantly battling through as entrepreneurs and business owners, of course. So the story goes that uh, Darby's uncle. Uh, uh, back during like the gold rush years here in the United States uh, was struck by that gold fever and he traveled from the east coast to the west coast where the gold rush is with the intent of hitting gold and getting rich but the issue with uh, Darby's uncle is that he had never invested the time to actually learn how to do what he wanted and instead he was just driven by the idea of success and money and the interesting part is that Darby actually succeeded it to start with. So when I say Darby's Darby's uncle, they have the same last name. So he succeeded it with hitting golds actually as he started. So he actually hit gold after a few weeks of manual labor. But then what happened is he realized that to actually dig into it and really remove all the gold that was going to make him rich, he was going to need to invest into like the machinery, the equipment that's going to be needed for it. So he went back home in the East Coast and he was able to put together some money, loan from friends, from family and whatnot. And then he even recruited, you know, some help to go back with him to get that done. So they went back, they started digging and they actually found more gold. And uh, um, but then as they kept digging, digging, it didn't take long for them to realize that there was no gold left. They didn't take long for them to realize that whatever gold they found, it wasn't the amount of gold that they were really expecting. It wasn't necessarily going to make them rich. So they kept digging, digging, digging on the same spot and nothing would happen. They would not find any gold. So, of course, they were crushed. Right. And because mining was never his passion it was never his purpose and instead was just something he saw as a way to make money he ended up of course getting very impatient with the lack of success and it wasn't long before that dissatisfaction led him towards deciding to quit on it so they they quit on it they sold the the deed to that land to the mine and the equipment all together to a local junk man and uh, the, the, then the story goes that the local junk man for years had been looking for an opportunity to break into this mining industry that was going on. And during those years, he studied how mining works. He uh, uh, developed a passion for it and saw it as a true purpose on his life to one day make that work for him no matter what. So after that uh, uh, he acquired the land, he acquired the deed, he got all the equipment and whatnot. He actually hired a mining engineer. And then together they discovered that the reason Darby, Darby's gold had disappeared and he couldn't dig anymore for it was because they had hit what is called a fault line within that gold mine. 
And the way the engineer explained to the junk man was that the gold runs in long veins, basically. And what happened is that Darby had simply drilled through one side of that vein and came out of the other end. So then he, he ran out of gold to dig. So then what the uh, uh, engineer was able to do was come out with a plan for the junk man to actually hit the rest of these veins. And all the junk man had to do was to start digging in the other direction, basically perpendicular to where Darby had first found gold. And that if he did that, more than likely, he would tap into more gold. And that's, as you can guess, exactly what happened. And he ended up hitting one of the largest pockets of gold ever found up to that point in time. And that pocket of gold was just three feet away from where Darby had quit mining. And hence the name of the story, Three Feet from Gold. So the junkman succeeded it where Darby had failed because of his determination to fulfill his life's purpose of becoming a gold miner and because of his willingness to seek expert advice. Like that's kind of like something I really want you to keep in mind. He had a purpose and he sought expert advice to fulfill that purpose. And Darby quit because he was not committed to the outcome and he was simply seeking success and money. It wasn't his true purpose. It wasn't his passion. But the junkman knew in his heart that one day he would catch a break and he spent years and years and years preparing for it. Right? So that's the gist of the story. That that part of the story gets told within like four or five pages of the book, guys, and then the book goes on for another couple hundred pages. So I don't want you to think that that's the book. Because then what I did is with my incubator mastermind students, I actually shared... 10 takeaways, 10 key points that I wanted them to take away from this book. But I wanted to grab a couple of those key points and share with you all, podcast listeners, before we wrap up. So one of them is the fact that we need two different types of courage when it comes to being successful business owners and entrepreneurs. We first need the courage to get it started. And second, we need the courage to not quit. Because first, it's going to come a dream. It's going to come a desire for something different. But that's going to be followed by a struggle to make that dream a reality before we actually achieve success. But the problem is that most people give up either before they even get started or they give up during that struggling phase before we become successful. So that's why we need those two different types of courages. So we can take that leap of faith without having any guarantees whatsoever that we're going to actually succeed. That takes a lot of guts. But then also the courage to endure the challenges and persevere through it. So that takes a lot of resiliency. And we need to have those two types of courages to succeed and to make this work. The other thing I wanted to share from the book was the idea of accentuating the positive and illuminating the negative. And let me explain what I mean by it, because as I read it, I was like, oh my God, this is so, so much about us in the field of canine rehab. So in the book, it was told through us, this concept was told through a story where a group of eye care professionals, and you can substitute eye care professionals then for canine rehab professionals, animal rehab professionals, but this group of eye care professionals knew that their clients needed better quality eyeglasses 
But these same professionals would also tell themselves that they were much better doctors than they were salespeople. Let me say that again. These eyeglasses professionals would tell themselves that they were much better doctors than they were salespeople. That they went to school to help people with their glasses and not to sell people their glasses. Right? So then the person who, the, the, the character who shared that story in the book talks about what he did to help those eye care professionals. And what he did was to help them was to illuminate and put a shining light on the negative that they were telling themselves, which was this state of denial that they have found where like, oh, I'm not a salesperson, I'm a doctor. While at the same time, accentuating the positive to the eye professionals, which was the fact that those people needed it, better quality eyewear and someone had to sell it to them. And that someone had to be them because they were the experts in that field. So in this case, the eye care professionals needed to develop a new attitude that they were actually selling people better quality uh, um, uh, eyeglasses because they were actually helping those folks and being of great service to them and helping them enhance their lives rather than looking from a negative of, oh, but I got to sell people on, on these better quality eyeglasses, right? And as I was reading that, I was like, oh my God, like seriously, how many of us can I rehab therapists feel that way? That, oh, I became an animal physio, I, came, I became a, a, a vet rehab, like whatever it is that you call yourself. But I went through all this training to have this degree, to have the certification, to have this knowledge, to have this skill sets, to help the animals and not to sell people on what I do. But guess what? We have to sell people on what we do, especially if you are looking to provide a higher level of service. And hopefully you, you, you understand that now. And then the third thing I wanted to share, that it was towards the end of the book, which it is something also from Thinking Grow Rich, if you have read it, is to find your mastermind. And what Napoleon Hill means by mastermind is finding your group of people that understand and support you. And, and, and surround yourself with those kind of people every day. Because... You might have heard this saying before, that the average of the five people we surround ourselves with make up who we are, right? That comes from Napoleon Hill, if you have heard it before, right? Napoleon Hill said himself that when a group of individual minds are coordinated and functioning harmony, the increased energy created through that alliance becomes available to every individual mind in the group. And that ties up to kind of like, you know, and that's why I was like, it was such an interesting coincidence that I read this book while going to the Star Conference because that's how it felt. Like I shared earlier, that's how it felt to be in, in a place, in a hotel, in a conference for three days with like-minded individuals in our field who all are there to support and help grow each other, to help grow the field. Like, I bet I'm not the only one who came home afterwards who is home this week and just feeling energized, just feeling more positive, just feeling like, man, like, like I'm on the right path. Like, this is what I want to be doing, right? And that's why we need to surround ourselves with that kind of group who, who understands and supports us and are going through the same challenges that we're going through. 
all right so so those were the things i wanted to take away from it and and understand that the junk man succeeded it because he did not try to do this on his own the junk man succeeded it on the three feet from gold story because he sought expert advice from someone who knew more about mining than he did in in that case the engineer but because of that he was able to pinpoint where to dig and came up with a plan to hit gold and if you really think about it, is that any different than all of us trying to start and grow our own canine rehab business? And if you listen to last week's episode with Sasha Foster, that was something that we talked about. So if you if you didn't listen to that interview, please go back and do so. It was tremendous. But please understand that there are people in our field of animal rehab who have gone through the tribulations of starting and growing a canine rehab business and who are now in a position to help you with that. And more importantly, it allows you to seek expert advice from someone who understands our field. Because even though there are always many things we can learn from other business owners in other fields and other entrepreneurs, it is also important for us to seek expert advice from someone who understands the day-to-day of what we do, the day-to-day of being an animal rehab therapist. And that can be from me, but it can also be from other folks who are also out there ready to help you all. All right. But if you would like, just to wrap it up, if you would like to get a glimpse of how it is to work with me with the Canine PT Academy, please go ahead and sign up for one of those master classes that we're running over the next week. Uh, 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 during that master class, I share with you the blueprint on how to build a canine rehab business. And for those who wish to implement those systems in their business, I discuss briefly how to do so through our business accelerator program. And I even give a special master class special for those of you who want to join the Business Accelerator program. But hopefully you understand, guys, that like you don't have to do this alone. And you're going to be in a better position if you seek a like-minded group of individuals and if you seek uh, uh, expert advice to help you through that journey. Thank you for listening to another episode of the K9 PT Academy podcast, Business Lessons for K9 Rehabilitation Therapist. If you enjoyed what we had to say, please make sure to share or subscribe to our podcast or even leave us a review. You can also email us at hello at k9ptacademy.com. That's hello at k9ptacademy.com with any questions or suggestions. And go to k9ptacademy.com to find more resources and content, including our fee calculator spreadsheet, which is absolutely free and will help you determine how much you should be charging for your sessions. Because let's face it, determining what we should be charging is one of the biggest struggles we have as business owners in the canine rehabilitation field. You can also find all of that information and more under the show notes. Finally, I would just like to add a disclaimer that any of my thoughts and opinions expressed on this podcast are mine and mine alone, and in no way reflect the opinion or position of any other organization or company I may be associated with. Thank you for listening, and remember, if you're not having fun and enjoying life or running your business, then what's the point in doing so? So please go ahead and start having some fun.